Hey y'all, consider yourself hashtag blessed because you've hit the Parade Social YYC podcast, a podcast focusing on the voices of the GSD community in YYC. Join me at Gayota YYC and the squad hashtag trademark as we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about why coming out never stops. Um, so we hope you enjoy and welcome everyone. Um, so we all kind of have that one moment where we have that like big dramatic coming out. It's usually we sit down with our parents and we're like, Mom, Dad, I'm gay. I like dick. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, the mom starts to cry and the dad's like, Not my son! Um, <laughs> it's violence. I mean, that's how it's portrayed in the, me- in, 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 in the media. But, I mean, realistically, coming out is always very different. And coming out doesn't always happen in that big, dramatic way. Let's start off with, I guess, coming out. How we came out. Who we came out to first. How dramatic it was. Well, I, I know at least for me, because um, I didn't come out until I was a little bit older. Um, I was twenty three, and yeah, like bloomer. I, I know, right? And look, look at me now. <clears throat> um, yeah, I came out when I was twenty three. Um, first person I told was my aunt. Um, she already knew, of course. Uh, everyone in my family knew. I was very obviously gay. But yeah, and it was. I think uh, one, again, once you get that first one over and done with, it's not. It wasn't a big. It's not a big explosion. It's just it's it's the feeling that you get inside of oh my god I got this one under my belt and then every consecutive one after that does get easier and it does get uh, you're more comfortable with doing it and it, it, it happens faster. It's not like a big drawn out. Uh, um, I got something to tell you. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to say this. It's pretty much yeah you're you know just walking past them. I'm gay and then I keep walking. It's I guess that's how it happens. But yeah, and it took me about six, at least four months to, I think, completely come up to everyone that was in my circles. So it was a very slow, slow process for me. Adam? Yeah. Um, well, for me, I didn't come out until I was 18 when I left my hometown and from Saskatchewan, um, just because of the fear of, like, everyone knowing, everyone um, judging me. Even though that probably some people knew, but I never physically told anybody until moving to Edmonton. Um, and the first person I actually told was my mom. Her reaction was just like, no, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. And it's like she was saying, well, I think people are maybe influencing the way that you may think. And then later on, she she's completely 100% accepting of it. Um, but later on we've had discussions and she was like, it's just not the life that I ever would have chosen for you or to wish upon you. Um, just because of the fear of like bashings and all that stuff. Right. Um, she's like, I just don't want to get a call from the police or something and say, oh, your son got bashed on the street. Right. Um, and then I never really, um, came out. I was afraid actually to tell my dad because he grew up in the small town his whole entire life. He was born there, raised there, very farm, oil town. Um, so I always felt like he was going to be very conservative. He was also the very only boy in the family. Um, so having those kind of male-dominated feelings or conservativeness, I was very concerned about. And then when I did tell him, which was probably 
six months after telling my mom. Um, he was completely way different than what my, how my mom took it. Um, he basically just said, that's okay. He's like, you're my son and I love you for who you are. It doesn't change anything. And that he, he kind of knew, but he never said anything. Right. But even that, yeah, like what you were saying, when you go, when you, as you do it more often, the easier I think it becomes. Yeah. Right. Um, even at work, the main thing is that I'm just like, oh, by the way, I'm gay. Like, you know, I'd rather just get out there than people questioning or caught, like, kind of like pussyfooting it around. I think that gets covered when you say my husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how what I was going to say. It's, um, like, in, if I'm at work, I, I don't advertise my, my gayness when I'm at work. He says his nails are painted right now. Fierce. Right? Exactly. Metallic blue, purple. I know. Well, you, you gotta accessorize. Um, I, I'm not there, like, going down the aisles, and I'm in the office always being, like, gay, nine to five. It's, but if people ask, I don't, I don't not say it. I, no. I say my husband. I, 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 it's just, that's, it's normal. I'm trying to, for me, at least normalize it all the time. But every time I have to do that, I am coming out to someone new. And I've been out for 17 years now. And uh, it's still I'm doing it mm-hmm. to all these new people. It's not like any time that I am dealing with you know, a, a new person or whether it being a customer or a client or anyone that I'm at the office trying to talk to. It's not, the, it's not how I open. No. You're not like, hi, I'm Terry, I'm gay. Exactly. But if it comes up in conversation, I don't deny. No. So it's... Where 20 years ago, even if you were the age you were now, and yeah. you, you guys were married, even though it wasn't legal, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't even have... No. You wouldn't have said anything. No, no. I, 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 I wouldn't... I would try my best to do to play the pronoun game mm-hmm. and try like avoid it as best as I can with people that I didn't feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I still find myself doing it now because I just don't want to try to have to go through the whole thing. No. I don't have the energy with you that I've never met in my entire life to explain that yes, I'm gay married to somebody. Yeah. It's like just whatever. Yeah. How is your spouse? They are fine. Carry on. Like, that's yeah. that's what I would do, mm-hmm. unfortunately. What about you, Rick? Um, for me, coming out was weird. Like, most people don't have a gay brother they can come out to. So it was hard in one way, but easy in another, that I could go to him and say, hey, I like dick. So let's go. <laughs> and look. I could be like, hallelujah! <laughs> let's go look for dick together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And fight over dick. Yeah. God, it was so traumatizing. But back then it was, like, good to know I had him in my corner, but also terrifying to tell my dad, which I didn't do for four more years after coming out to my brother and being in a relationship with my now husband for (laughs) a year and a half. And that was the most traumatic experience where I saw Ray being completely 100% mad. Yeah. lost his cool and I wanted to go for, run away yeah. he was in the room when my dad and stepmom found out I was gay through a paper I read for I wrote for school and his first comment wasn't are you gay or like 
anything about that. It was, oh, have you seen so-and-so that you mentioned in the paper? It wasn't, I love you, I care for you, nothing like that. It was 10 minutes of small talk after reading the paper, coming to, and all my fucking kids are gay. Oh my god. So it wasn't really accepting on my end, (laughs) but I knew I had Terry in my corner, I had my husband, I had friends and family that cared about me, so I don't really care. And your your stepmom basically said, what? You're gay? And what? You're engaged? To who? Yeah. And I'm not saying that um, I may have not been blamed for it within the family. Oh, you're such a corrupting influence. I know. You're the reason your brother likes Dick. Exa- exactly. It was my, what, uh, terrible, debaucherous lifestyle that influenced him to be the gay person he is. Yeah. I don't know. It's... I'm probably one of the least influenced person. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cute they think that. Yeah. I'm glad that they at least gave me that, finally, those props that I did yeah. something right <laughs> and I raised my brother in the, in the proper lifestyle. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all of those, it's like, those took how long for each of us? Like, how long, Eric, when you were... Um, so, my, my... Yeah, you came out when you were, like, five. Yeah, I know. Like my, my mother and I always argue about when I actually came out, um... I came out somewhere between 14 and 16. We're just going to leave it there. Um, I actually came out to my best friend at the time because I was petrified to tell my parents. Um, not because I didn't think my mom would accept me, but it was because I, I thought my dad would disown me, like, on the spot. And it, it is eventually what ended up happening, but I, I, was, I was petrified. And so when I, when I finally came out to mom, it was in a letter. <laughs> And I think I quoted the Bible out of there, in there, because I was trying to be like, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I'm, I'm not, you know, a child of God or so, some, some real bullshit. I know mom has a letter, like, sashed somewhere, because she kept it, because she's sentimental like that. We should get her to read it on the podcast. <laughs> we should. If we can find it, we should. Mm-hmm. That was hard. And then I, I was kicked out of my house that summer, and uh, went into grade 11 um, with, like, this I don't give a fuck attitude. And so, <laughs> literally everyone in the school knew I was gay within, like, the first month of school starting. Because I was like, I don't fucking care. I'm gay. You don't like it. There's my dick. You can suck it. Like, it was... I kind of went through that angry phase. <laughs> and he never stopped. <laughs> so hardcore. Um, but to your point, like, I, I come out every single day with every single transaction I have with people. And it's not... Like, the, it's not the big dramatic, oh my god, I'm gay anymore, it's, it's literally, I, I say, oh, well, my husband and I did this, and it's not, I don't have the big lead up to it, because I'm like, if you don't like the fact I have a husband, well, it's not my, my problem to, or it's not my, my job to make you feel comfortable in, in your own skin. I like that, though. Like, for us, it's liberating to see that, but you're so comfortable just putting it out there. But I've had, I've had multiple fights to get to that point, mm-hmm. and there have been times I've, I've, Actually, I think I got suspended from work because of something like that. And, like, I got suspended. You're like, what did you do? I'm like, um, told my boss to get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, I, to get to that point, though, like, I had a a boss that uh, I worked at in my my last store where um, he accused me of advertising I was gay. And he has under the impression I went up to all the, the new team members and said, hi, I'm Eric, I'm gay. 
And I'm like, no, that's not how that happens. He's like, well, how do they all find out? I'm like, because we have blathermouths in the shop. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Eric's gay. Mm-hmm. Or you guys crack a fucking gay joke in on the counter in front of everybody, and they're like, oh, we get it, he's gay. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't actually come out. I haven't actually come out to, to anybody in, like, five years because everyone else doesn't seem to do it for me at work. Well, at least that's a good thing because yeah. at least you don't have to do all the work. <laughs> right? It's kind of like, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, but I, I went to, to training. I can't remember if this was before or after you and I started dating. But I did two weeks of training in, uh, in our head office. Um, so I was told not to even mention that I was gay. And so the, for the first two days, it was the most awkward thing ever because I had, I had to avoid all the pronouns with spouses. Mm-hmm. And I had to um, just avoid, like, would, because I work in a male-driven environment, everyone's like, ooh, that girl's hot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, she's okay. smoking hot. Ooh, girl. <laughs> Look at Dan titties. <laughs> I want a motorboat then so bad. Yeah. Um, and so day two or something, we were having a discussion. I had two girls in my class that were like, well, you know, my challenge to be the manager is that no one will listen to me because I'm a woman. And I'm like, hey, I got, I can relate. Um, no one's going to listen to me because I'm gay because how do I be me but, like, not let my lifestyle interfere with be, with, with at work, which I realized now was a completely stupid-ass comment to say. But it was true at the time. And um, after that, I, I had one of the straight guys come up to me and be like, you know, before before today, I was like, I met you and I was like, why why the fuck are you trained to be a manager? Like, you don't belong here. And he's like, and then you came out to him like, I fucking trust you. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I was honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. But it, and, but that's just one of those things. It's like you, you want to be, feel belonged. And then that's uh, you also have to think, you don't know any of these people. No. Do they really care about your life? No. Do you care to tell them? It's. Uh, I think it's one of those things that, uh, as gay people, we just get so used to having to come out yes. that it's just uh, an automatic response. Why in the reactions? You're, you're always trying to gauge their reaction. Exactly. Are they going to freak out? Are they going to look at you differently? Are they not going to want you in the position? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're gay, because that has anything to do with your ability to do a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually... Like, Eric, when you said you came out, like, between 14 and 16, that, like, for me, I wish I could have. Yeah. Like, you know, I wish I could have at that time, but I couldn't because of just that internalization, that small town, you know, everyone knows everyone of, like, 1,500 people, like, you know, and I also did, I actually had a, not only for a fear of myself, but I also had a fear of how the town would treat my parents, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like, would they accept my parents because, oh, you raised a gay son. Like, you know, yeah. shame on you kind of thing, right? Yeah. And Which is pretty impressive that you have that much clout in a, in a town. <laughs> in an t- entire town. Like, where you, how you have sex with somebody or who you have sex with has that much influence over a town. Yeah. And when I was in the town, like, I did not know a single gay person at yeah. all. Like, I felt like I was completely the one person, no one else. And also, you know, from kindergarten to grade 12, growing up with the same 34 people, yeah, you're going to know each other, right? And so, and then the ridicule, the bullying, like, all those things was just like, nope, I'm not doing it. But to your point, 
you said you felt that you were like the only you didn't know any other gay people and you were you felt like you were alone. I think, and I could be generalizing, but I, I feel like um, we are all we all feel like that prior to us coming out, and then it's almost like. You know, when you buy a new car and all of a sudden you see that car, like mm-hmm. 50,000 of the car on the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you come out and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, there's gay people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think statistically, they're, we're a, what, 5 to 10% of the population? If you yeah. include all of the LGBTQ plus communities, we make up 10% of the population. Mm-hmm. So even um, in, and that's usually how I go with things. Like if you are in a school of, you know, you're finishing your graduating class and there's 34 people there, at least three of you should have been other, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's, um, and the same thing for me, like, uh, the reason I didn't come back way, come out way back when I was in school uh, is because it was the 90s. There's, like, no way that I could come out in Calgary at that time, and especially in school. I hear about kids... Especially with our dad. Yeah, well, I hear people coming out at school now and I, like... I start panicking and uh-huh. I freak out and I'm like, oh my God, how did they ever do that? Because I, I was well, having the fear of, you know, the, the whole getting shoved in lockers like I could fit. Um, or just getting like stigmatized and ostracized and all those big sized words. Like just not being able to fit in and that's the only thing you want to do in high school. Yeah. Which even for like me, uh, my school had like 3,000 kids in it. There was maybe, like, a handful of, like, five kids that were gay, mm-hmm. but you knew they were gay. Yes. Yeah. They were open about it, they talked about it, and everything else. Yeah. And that was empowering to see that, because they were just owning themselves mm-hmm. and saying, fuck it, kind of mm-hmm. like you did. Yeah. Where Eric and I graduated the same year. Yeah, we did. Correct? We did. Yeah. Um, and now, if we flipped it ten years ago, or, like, to today. yeah. yeah. It would be crazy to, to just have five people who are gay. Absolutely. Like, like, everyone must feel so much more comfortable to just kind of come out. Like, good for that. Yeah. Like good for people to feel that. Absolutely. In 20 years now. to see that mm-hmm. jump. Well, agree. Because, like I say, when I was in high school, uh, when I graduated, there was no openly gay person in yep. my school. That like, you knew of. That I knew of. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and I knew a lot of people in school. Like, our graduating class was... Like say 200, 300 people. Um, there was about thousand people at much of the school. So God, you went to a tiny ass school. I didn't go to a tiny ass <laughs> school. Maybe well, just... like we had three thousand people in our school. Yeah. I don't know how many people went to my, school. My my class was four hundred eighty. Yeah, mine was like nine hundred. Yeah, yeah. I beat you all. Good lord. <laughs> Seven to twelve, two hundred people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but so like, but literally, I did not know of one. Yeah. Um, I think there might have been an, uh, which I thought was weird, an out lesbian. Which I thought was really strange because that was more accepted than an out gay person. Totally, because they're more masculine. Yeah, and essentially, yeah, that's what they view it as. Where if yeah. a guy's more effeminate, they're going to be ridiculed more, like you in your yeah. work field. Mm-hmm. If they know you're gay, that doesn't change your personality. No, absolutely. But it just no, changes. I can still your... throw tires with the best of them. Exactly. But they look at you and say, "Well, maybe you can't do the job just because you want to be with a guy," and they might yeah. not take you as seriously. Yeah. Another thing that bothers me is that when you do come out and then they're like, oh, like, you know, they change their demeanor with you or anything. And it's like, okay, well, me being gay, how is it affecting your life? Yeah. It's, it's not. And that's kind of how I think we have to look at it. Mm-hmm. If we're out and we're proud, we don't have to be shouting from the rooftops and waving a fucking flag no. daily. If we want to do that, 
fuck up. Yeah. If we don't want to do that and we want to just be in a relationship with our partners and be open about who we're dating and who we're married to, that's being proud and loud too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's small things. Yeah, it, look, exactly. It's just living your life yeah. is as proud as you can possibly be, right? It's uh, not... And I'm not saying not giving a fuck like Eric. Yo, right? Because... Um, I was, I was going to do an angry summer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a dark, dark time. <laughs> there's, some, there's some teenage mm. angst there, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... Uh, you don't always have to, yeah, be that apex gay... That is running down the street with rainbow flags and dancing in parades, but really just not giving a fuck about what other people think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where it starts. That's where it all started at the beginning. That's why you're afraid to come out, is because you're always worried about what people think. Mm-hmm. And I think you're also worried about how people treat you differently. Yeah. Because um, I don't know how many, I don't know if. If we've all had experiences, but I know I've had it where um, the second I come out, I'm viewed as less as a less of a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when I came out for the first time at at work, um, I I come out and I was viewed as less of a man, but I was like whatever, I'm I'm going to do my job. And I got and I helped one of the the like straight guys, and he was like this like big buff farm dude, and uh, he was having problems. Taking an oil filter off a, off a unit, so I was, I was like, "Oh yeah, we'll go grab the whatever you need." And and so I, I go under. I'm like, "I'm just gonna try it because I, I inherited a vice grip from my father, so mm-hmm. I know what to do." It's got meaty paws. <sighs> oh yeah, big old meaty paws. Um, and you know, being you know, two hundred pounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look at all that low two hundred. I was like, I'm just gonna throw my weight into this, and I was able to get it loose and. I stumped the big jock dude, and I was like, what? I just did my job. Um, but everyone else around him shamed him for not being able to get this filter off because the, the gay, gay, gay guy was stronger than he was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, that's not right either, because my who I sleep with and you know however many dicks I suck does not in any way influence how masculine or, or effeminate I am. Mm-hmm. No. Right? So, and there's no reason for other men to be... Uh, threatened by a gay guy in their midst. No. Well, and a gay guy shouldn't feel put down either by even women in their life saying, oh, you're just one of the girls. Yes. And it's like, I can paint my nails. I like fucking candles. I like scented body wash. I can take care of my skin. Yeah. But I can also throw a fucking tire on a car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing defines me because of my sexuality. I think it's just, it's one of those things you, I don't know if it's a, we just get used to it kind of things, uh, and it's, we just have to let, like, I don't want to say we have to deal with it, but we do. It just comes, becomes part of our lives that we always see that there will always be that kind of boundary of uh, the straight people never have to come out. No. Right? The straight people never have to uh, divulge personal information like that. Be, uh, in order to make any kind of connection with somebody else. And there's no micro-thoughts. Yes. You're not walking in your store saying, I can't hold my wife's hand, I can't kiss her on the cheek, yeah. I can't say babe. Yeah. yeah. If two guys do that, you might get threatened. Yeah. You might get weird looks, you might get anything. Yeah. Yeah, depending on where you are or what country you're in yeah. or what the laws are around you, um, we 
we all understand that in some countries we are breaking the law by being married just existing and mm-hmm. exactly being who we are yeah. of course we are thankful for where we are and where we live and we're able to live our lives and in the time that we live in too because when when you were in high school and coming out mm-hmm. um, being gay was actually still illegal or still cause grounds for being dismissed um, yep. at your workplace in the Alberta Charter of Rights and Freedoms mm-hmm. and it was around 91, 92 that they finally revoked that and caught up with the rest of Canada but still, you could have been fired for your job had anyone caught a whiff that you were gay. Yep. Yeah. So people want to think that we've, you know, yes, we've come far. Um, yes. But until we have, until we don't have to come out every single day to these new and strange until people, you can we're not hold hands we're not shopping equals. for groceries. Yes. Yeah, and fight in the middle of the frozen food section like every other cus- like every other yeah. couple. <laughs> yes. Right. Mm. So when you see two big growly bears in your Safeway. Complaining that someone doesn't want spicy chicken in the freezer section—that's probably us. Um, and if you don't give two looks to them, then we are equal. Yeah. Right. Um, when you see you know five hundred pounds of fun—that's me and Eric combined—walking um, down, holding hands, giving each other googly eyes. And calling each other dear. You've and never given me googly eyes. It's nauseating, actually. <laughs> I know, right? No, usually the googly eyes is because I'm still drunk and I'm <laughs> But still, it's like until that is acceptable within everywhere, that's when we get to stop coming out every day. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Small steps. Yes. Small change. And I think it is important to know, because I know we're, we're probably going to cut soon, um, it is important for all of us to remember whether you're um, someone who's been out for a while or someone who's contemplating coming out or newly out, that is your choice for how vocal you are about those boundaries that are set up. So you can choose to fight that boundary every single day and try to tear it down, um, or you can choose to be silent about it, or you can choose to to fight it your own way, but it is your choice in how you handle your coming out. And, and yeah, like how you handle it, not just like the big one, but like all your all your minor coming outs, your everyday coming outs, and it changes. Yeah, it constantly yeah. changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you tell who you want to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't don't feel forced into coming out if you aren't ready to do it. Exactly. Even if you're outed, just uh, you deny, deny, deny. We are uh, we're so good at it until we actually have to do it. But if you're not ready, don't do it. If, no. if you're not in a good place, don't do it. Just reach out, yes, talk to somebody, exactly. get support, but your community's here for you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pride Social YYC. And you can find us on Pride Social YYC on the Instas, the Tweets, and the Facebooks. If you like what we had to say, please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, all that fun jazz. Thanks for listening, kids. Bye! Bye. Love and light, bitches! <laughs>